Alright, you ready, man? Yeah, play the, play the track. Alright, Toby, you ready? Let's go. Sit. Silence. And that's Peter Frampton breaking all the rules here live on Tennis Junkies Podcast. Here on 96.1 Tennis Junkies Podcast, it's Max. Shoulders! Yelkin! And Will Pakolsky, your hosts for the Tennis Junkies Podcast, April 7th, 2022. Max, how the hell are you? Doing just fine and dandy. It's a beautiful day out here. You're damn right it is, dude. We are rolling, baby. Ow. On. Yep. Up. Toby, come. Sit. Shake. Good boy. That's a firm handshake, Toby, and I'm glad of the work we've been doing here. This is a great, great effort, bipartisan effort, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah, he means well. Totally. Yeah, he's got a good heart, dude. And so what if he's a little clumsy? We, we love him just the same, man. Yeah. We're here in my home, my parents' home, I should say, in uh, Locust Grove, Georgia. And the reason we're here is because Max lives 35 minutes from here in his home. And, uh, and old, old Billy Boy is back in town for some more training. Last time it was Salt Lake, this time it's Atlanta. Next time it'll probably be Denver. Denver. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the map, but you know, it's yeah, always good. We're uh, international men. That's how we like it. It's like it. Billy Joel. Exactly. Uh, you know, but that, the commonality? Yeah. Tennis. Yeah. You know. Well, tennis is everywhere, dude. It's like science. Yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I mean, science is everywhere, dude. Like oxygen. Oh, you know. I guess that's more oh, like yeah. uh, chemistry, but... I see where you're coming. Yeah, dude. Science is everywhere. Yeah, dude. I remember I was listening to a comedian's podcast, and he was like... I was in a uh, coffee shop, and some guy just, like, came screaming. And he just looked like one of those guys, and he just yeah. came and screamed, science is everywhere, and then ran out the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> science is dude. everywhere. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, so that's probably where I drew that from. Yeah, that reminds me of something that happened to me at uh, Stevie B's, uh, sitting there eating my lunch, you know, and everything, and yeah. this uh, this gentleman walks in, you know, white hair and everything, yeah. he just uh, walks in, you know, you kind of see in his eyes, he's a uh, little nuts. Oh, shit, dude. It's all good, dude. It's just all good? It's just ancient art. You want me to pick it up? Yeah, to yeah, pick that thing up. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the guy, uh, he starts going in, and everybody's like, what's this guy going to do yeah. It just starts off. It's just a wild card, dude. I respect yeah. that. And he goes, give me an S. And everybody's <laughs> oh, no. like, and he goes, give me a T. <laughs> no. And everybody's like, whoa. Please. Dude, all the way down the line to the B, you know. What is and he that? goes, that's Stevie B's best pizza in Fayetteville. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, no, you want, dude. dude, yeah, no cheers or anything. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I appreciate that, though. If Stevie B was, like, even there, he would still be a little. 
this. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, we went out and played tennis today. We sure you're damn right we did, Max. Dude, your forehand's getting uh, no. it's got a little zip on it. Little zip, little yeah. zip. Thanks, man. That means a lot. I. Uh, what did you think of mine? Yeah, you know what I think about your freaking forehand, dude. Yeah, this. It's, it's, it's always been it's nice. Sizzler, man. Ever since, ever since I've seen you hit a forehand, it's just been the same fear that goes through me. Nah, you, you ain't scared of me. I ain't scared. You're damn right. I ain't scared of you. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah, totally. They uh, so we're actually this is my folks' house. They they live on like a fly-in community. It's yeah, like well, it's all about the flying. It's all about the flying. We got this is the hangar. The main house is over there, and this is the hangar. This is where we're gonna reside for the next hour or so, uh, talking shit and um, and talking a little tennis. And uh, Max came in here and immediately found the vintage 1930s, like probably belongs in a museum, but he just put it on his head. It's a Delta flight attendant, like straight. Oh, this is flight attendant. Yeah, dude, the pilot one. Damn, right here. This is the mechanic one. Give me that one. Yeah. Let's switch out, man. All right, I'll wear the flight attendant one. But yeah, it's a cool hat. It's got a. It's. It, I thought it was a bucket, but it doesn't go all the way. Around. I just told Max to meet me in here, and he came in wearing this. Uh, this guy here. <laughs> that one's actually sweet, and I don't want you to, to lose that one. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it might belong to my. Might take it. <laughs> belong to the, my great granddad, who worked for old Daddy Delta. Yeah. A long, long time ago, he was like back there when they flew, had eight airplanes and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Here we are. Back in Locust Grove, back in the hometown of GA, and uh, I'll tell you what, we've had some great tents to talk about. No shortage of that. Where do you want to begin? Dude, got to begin with uh, Mr. Mr. Alcaraz. He's, uh, yeah. he's doing all the things <laughs> that we thought he would do, and that's special to see, and special for everyone who didn't know, uh, to witness, because it's an 18-year-old winning... Uh, his first Masters 1000 down there in Miami. That's and and not just winning, but winning in style, winning in dominance, and um, yeah, there were some big names in that tournament, man. He just he he flew right through the draw. There was there was no hesitation. Yeah. What did you uh, What did you see? Because we we broke this down with Ron on our last phone call, right after it happened, and here we are like a week later. And it's still fresh in the minds. So, like, you know, what were the impressions? Well, one one thing, like, uh, that I'm noticing is his mentality, you know. And so that's... Composure. I mentioned that we saw... I saw an interview where he's getting interviewed by Tennis Channel. And he basically... They ask him two questions. They say, is there any part of your game that you overthink? And in his broken English, he says, oh, oh, I'm... <laughs> No, there is nothing that I overthink. Yeah. You know, however he said it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then uh, the next one was my favorite, and uh, this was awesome. They go, uh, what is a compliment you give to yourself? And he goes, oh, compliment that I give to myself. He goes, you know, I am uh, so intelligent. <laughs> dude, you just dude. gave him, like, a racist dude. Chinese accent. Dude, roll, if you roll the tape. <laughs> that. I call it like I see it, man. <laughs> and... That's how it sounded. 
All right. So. All right. I'm not going to question it. He, yeah, he did the whore. You know, like that is like a South Park Asian impression. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, telling you, man. Right on the nose. I'm not gonna sugar. All right, it. dude. Yeah, that's not what we're here to do, man. We tell it like it is, and everybody knows. Toby, everybody knows. Sit, sit, and shake, and shake right now. Good boy. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Anyways, he took so, his eye off the ball, and that's what happens. Yes. Toby, sit. There you go. Yeah. Lay. Hey. Oh, down, all the way down. We took him out on the course today, didn't we? He got out there. Yeah, he did. We played a little bit, and he uh, he chases after every ball that's hit, so he does a lot of wind sprints, and that that peters him out for about yeah. two and a half hours, and then somehow the energy's right back there. Yeah. But I think he's going to sleep good tonight. That's my my personal impression of, of what I know about my, my hound, my canine. But we had a couple lets involved because he got in the way. And, okay. uh, you know, he, he's pretty coordinated. So when he sees the ball and it's, you know, maybe a drop shot or something not so speedy that he can't not catch it in his mouth, he's going to get it. And you know how much he loves tennis balls. All dogs love tennis balls. Yeah. It's just it's, 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 how, the, it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes, and, uh, and, and we love him for it. It's almost like an evolution thing. Like, you know, if you can catch a tennis ball, that helps you survive as a dog. Yeah. You know? And these guys, they just, they know what they're doing, and they, they can do it all day. Um, so what are you doing with Toby right now? Just showing them to the folks, man. Just okay. letting them know. Because Toby doesn't really know where to look okay. to, to be presented. Right, now he's drinking a beer. Mine. Get your ball. And we all know how much golden retrievers love tennis balls, and it's just one of those facts of life. It's the same thing as when you see a squirrel run, they're going to chase the squirrel, and that's... A beautiful thing. They do exactly what you think they're gonna do. Yeah, it's part of the game. Yeah, you know? they're they part ask, of the game. They don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's just a long. But yeah, Alcaraz, man. I I thought he was really composed. Um, these young players really impressed me with that because it's just like I know there's pressure. There's millions of dollars on the line. There's people depending on them even you know coaches support staff and I know that's all around them and they wouldn't be there for one for them but it's still pressure you know I mean I can't imagine so uh, really impressive that they're able to dial it in like that Alcaraz and the other one that comes to mind is Yannick Center yeah such good composure for uh, a man of that age a, a young young guy like himself um, just the maturity it's yeah. unbelievable, and it, it's what's propelled him, I believe, to that next level. Uh, the talent's there, but also the composure, and oh my God, they can, they can play, and there's no fear. <laughs> there's no fear in these guys. They, Not at they all. don't fear losing, and they don't fear defeat. They, they're shooting from the hip. I love that, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive, and uh, I, couldn't, I probably couldn't do the same if I were in their shoes. That's why I'm so you know, impressed. But, uh, yeah, me neither. I, I think Alcaraz, you know, I think I'm learning a lot about him. I don't know as much about Sinner. Uh, one thing about Sinner that was really cool was the Kyrgios match. The dude's like was just – Yeah. Kyrgios was going psycho. Yeah. You know? Well, that match was just like um, – that was one of those matches where you knew it was going to be a gun show because he had Kyrgios who was playing out of his mind. I mean, dropped the donut on Rublev. That doesn't uh, happen. Doesn't. I'm, I mean, they said it was we've like seen the Rublev second or third time in his yeah career. Rublev, a top ten player, and he was. I mean, 
uh, they made one of those videos for him, like going God mode, and, and he did, dude. He really did. When and he, he confuses on, me, man. Kyrgios yeah. confuses me because, like, he brings that out, and it's like, where was that? You know, I just well, wonder, like, if it's situational, like he just matches up really good. I mean, you see his forehand. The guy can treat it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He cracks the forehand. He's got a hell of a backhand too, and, and it's just compact he, he, though. He doesn't. It's, he's no slouch moving either. So yeah, uh, the question is, he is a little like his fitness could be improved, you know. But you, you're right. I mean, okay, but if his fitness was, it's like the same. Okay, the the guy that brings me to compare him to is John Jones of the UFC. It's yeah. like the wild man. It's the wild guy. He yeah. is who he is, and that's what got him to the dance. You know, we talked. Is about he super talented? Yeah. yeah. Is he super talented? Of course. You don't get there if you're not. But if you played it in the mentality of like uh, Hubert Hercatch, would he be who he is? Would he be on the? Who tour? doesn't say a word? Yeah. But he did last week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk we'll about that, that we'll later. That. But he. I mean. If he wasn't that guy, would he be there? I don't think so. I think it's what what brings him fans. I mean, the fans were out there in his support. First, even Yannick, who is an up-and-coming uh, superstar for sure, just because of the way he plays. But, uh, yeah, man, that match was... I'm at, I watched the whole thing because I was just so... I, I'm a big Yannick Sinner fan, and a Nick Kyrgios fan for that matter. But, dude, it was uncomfortable to fucking watch. It was just like... Too much, you know, and you know I'm all about the like, the drama in between the points, and like I want to see a little bit of like a uh, you know fire a and gun show, and a gun show, but um, <laughs> it was a little bit too much, dude. It was like uncomfortable, and like the refs fucking walkie-talkie went off during one of the the points, and it was like Yannick's point to win, like it was like a I think Yannick hit like a great first serve or something like that or, or he had him on the ropes or something the walkie-talkie goes off no problem dude he catches the ball Yannick catches the ball and Nick just can't stop talking about it hey hey Toby get get out, out of here I don't know what he's doing but he's just oh he's looking for the ball man you know and this is a tennis podcast he's looking for the tennis ball yeah we can't you know, knock him for that yeah, dude he's getting into the spirit that, you know but this match was man it was just like ah this is like hard to watch because you're watching the deterioration of Nick Kyrgios and it's like and yeah it's but just, like he's you trying said, to get that got him to the dance you know right so, so but, but this was a little works, overboard sometimes it works for him and sometimes it works against him versus uh Rublev oh my gosh I mean you saw it he just beat a top 10 I think Rublev's like number eight right now number yeah. eight number nine number eight he was number six for a while and uh to me he's like He's knocking on the door top five. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Give him a few years. I, like, I, we'll get to him later, but, I mean, just, just like, wipes up. He didn't give him a chance. He didn't give him a chance to get going, which is, I guess, what you have to do. But uh, it was a perfect storm for Rublev, unfortunately. So I'm a big Rublev fan. But, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and then you saw it. He, he beat up on, uh, what's his name, the next round? Sorry. And then he gets to Yannick, and it's just sad because it's just 
the gas tanks run empty or something or, or the luck then goes away. First of all, I came out complaining about, and maybe you can talk more about this, Max, because you've played, got a lot more experience playing, but he comes out and he says the court is totally different than the one that he's been playing on. And I think he was in the stadium the first two days, and then he goes out to the grandstand, and he says that it's such different playing conditions, and it just seems like I don't one of those that, things. Dude. Well, they ended up like breaking sure it down. The announcers maybe. ended up coming on, and they're like, and you know, it's like a big narrative. He's he's whining about it as he's winning games, and uh, I don't know. And I'm not gonna say it was a cop out, but like he was just like they ended up bringing up the statistics and saying it was like less than 0.1% difference between the the materials. And it's not like the indoor stadium was an indoor stadium. It was uncovered. Like, I think they had a problem with the rain one of the days, or they were threatened by the rain. But, yeah, man. And then, next thing you know, the walkie-talkies are going off. He gets a game penalty to start set number two. Tanks in the, uh, in the tie break set number one, and that's what got him the game penalties to start smashing the racket. There's Yannick Sinner, the 20-year-old kid, really. And he's just like, you know, not even old enough to buy a beer in Miami. Probably. We know Miami. But uh, just composed. <laughs> going about, and they even said this on the broadcast, Yannick Sinner going about his business. And he did, dude. And I told you my favorite part of it, that whole tirade with Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. Kyrgios is going ape shit. Yeah. Know, just yeah. nuts. Yeah. And then, you know, he's he smashes his racket, you know, all this stuff. And... Inevitably, he's going to get a game penalty, right? And it's so just getting there, and and I, they were even saying this, dude. The ref was like that older black gentleman, yeah, veteran. Well, ref. yeah, one of the best in the, in the business. I don't know his name. Yeah, we need my to... my apologies, but yeah. they're like he's being so patient right now, and apparently, I mean, curious is curious was going for his jugular. You yeah, know? the whole time he yeah. was like he was like coming for his. His arm. But imagine being the guy that... And he always does that. Yeah. Not you always, know, but well, with, with a lot of refs. Several times. It's every ref, every umpire can't be the worst. No. No, it doesn't work like that. No. There he is, he got... Um, you know, yeah. should the walkie-talkie have gone off? No. That's... You know what that reminded me of, dude? That is like your dad in, in a, a movie... Yeah. With his phone. And it's like the old guy that doesn't know how to silence the thing. Yeah, you know everybody else. Like, you know everybody else <laughs> in the theater? You know, if you're a, a normal, you got a dad yourself, let that shit slide. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Happens twice. Not to pitch maybe. it up and starts, you know. That's a problem. Okay, yeah. But now we you got did, did the umpire do that? No. No. He, he silenced that. I think he said something like, please don't call on this channel during the point <laughs> or something. And it was like fair, you know. And it's probably not his fault. I mean, eh, should he have it? Should he have it off? Yeah. Yeah, but at the same point, it was like Yannick's point to complain about. It was like his point. It was definitely gonna be a Yannick center point, unless he had an unforced error. Yannick played better tennis than him. That's I mean, to me, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, Yannick. Yannick. We're saying we've been saying he's tier one for a while now. He is right there with all those guys, barring maybe. uh, some physical strength, yeah, like well, the hurdle to jump over because he's still developing. But dude, I they love, love to watching talk that about kid that. play. I know yeah, they yeah. do, and I, I don't buy into it because you. But the guy's got he makes up for it so much in his composure and his 
freaking technique is just impeccable. So I'm, I'm curious, you he know, maybe, all the boxes. Yeah, maybe we can talk to Ron about it later. But we you know, with Alcaraz, one thing you know, he's he's been a world beater for a long time. He can beat anybody on any given day. But lately, you know, he's beefed up. He's stronger. Yeah. He's more physical. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if that has something to do with his success lately. Like his strokes have always been there. Mentality's always there. Work ethic's always there. Yeah. But you can tell he's beefed up, you know? Yeah. The guy's stronger. <laughs> Toby's right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just keeps picking up the tennis ball and then dropping the tennis ball. Yeah. So those of you just listening, not watching, that's, uh, that's my that dog, Toby, uh, whom I love very much. He is my son, and he's just kind of a nutball. Yeah. But dude, Yannick is, uh, he's up there, dude, and the guy is just going to be a star, and here's why. Did you see at least highlights of the Carino Busta match? Yeah, I watched the end of it, and the, I mean... Because I was texting you saying, this guy's, this is, this match is the match of the year, so... Yeah, tuned into Tennis TV. Yeah. He saved how many match points? Five. 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 So, the crowd was like... I mean, you don't see the crowd going bananas like that. That grandstand was hot in Miami. It was hot. hot. Freaking hot. Hot. Yeah. That's why I was so pumped for the next match because it was right after that. It was center coming off of that win, going against Kyrgios, (laughs) which is obviously the fan favorite, especially in Miami. They love Kyrgios. But I don't know. So one thing that was really dark about Kyrgios' behavior was the crowd was all for him, right? Which they do like center because they were going for him. They like a, they like an underdog. Yeah. yeah. But well, in that match, Kyrgios was going against the crowd yeah, that dude. was with him. It's it's the mob mentality. It's just people don't. Uh, you can't expect you know the best out of some liquored up tennis fans and in at the Miami Open. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to be. You know, you're not dealing with. You're dealing with a different breed. It's just like, it's what it is. It's like, this is Miami. It's it's like, it, have you ever seen the Waste Management Golf Open? Yeah. That hole where nobody shuts up. Yeah. It's like, nobody, it, it, it's like all bets are off. Either I'm not just saying Miami's not that. It's not that bad. Because golf is like, normally, I mean, Masters just started today. We were watching it in there. It's like the greatest tournament of the year. You know. Yeah, the greatest. Way tour- better than the greatest the tournament. Open. Tournament, way better than any of the others for my money, and it's just so like special and pure. And then you've got the waste management like two months ago, and it's like the opposite of that. It's like hammered Arizona State college students just belly laughing during these guys' putts. I mean, it just drives me bonkers. Miami is not that bad, but it's it's not like. Cincinnati. It's not like uh, Palm Springs. What do yeah. they call it? Indian Wells. Indian it's Wells. It's not... Um, Which Indian would... Wells is still pretty wild. For... Yeah. yeah. It, the only thing... It, it might be comparable a little bit to like the late night matches at the U.S. Open from yeah. what I've seen or, and heard. It's like... I mean, New York. It's New York. It's for the end of the day. It's New York. <laughs> and we love that about them. Oh, that's fun. Another one, man. But, yeah. Can you um, give me a bit, another beer? Yeah. I got you one there. But... As far as Miami goes, it's and as far as that match goes, the crowd's gonna go with Nick if he's making a big hot, like fuss. Cheers. 
Cheers. But uh, I, I, I don't take it to heart. It's what it is, dude. That's that's the fans. That's the mob mentality. It's not going to, you know, it doesn't deteriorate what Sinner did there. And that ref, God bless him, you know, he had a rough day. <laughs> they were like, he's going to need to lay down after this. But I thought he handled it really well. I thought Sinner handled it extremely well. Because you're sitting there facing a guy that's like just going irate. I'd be so mad, you know? I'd be like, I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, hey, man, just why don't we just play tennis? I don't know what I would say. Something like that, probably. But it takes a bigger man than me to, to just not say shit. Well, and literally, you know, he literally didn't. This is how you know he was pissed. He didn't say a thing. <laughs> you know, if he, he says, like, one or two things, that's, like, kind of pissed. If he says nothing uh, or mumbles to himself, that's, like, kind of, you know, upset. But if he, he says nothing... <laughs> It's like, and I don't think he was. I don't think he. I think, as a tennis player, you want to see your opponent crumble like that mentally. You know you have him, but Uh, it's almost like he knows Kyrgios is like the kind of guy that can do what he did to Rublev. He can just turn it on and win every game. At any given time, and just it's so unpredictable. It's not the guy you want to face if you're like a top seed or. But Yannick handled it really well. I think think Sinner's going to be his game's a little bit better than Rublev, you know? I think he's young, a little bit younger. More well-rounded, maybe? Like, I don't nah, know. his strokes are just better. Really? His forehand's a little bit. Have they played yet? Uh, we should look that up. You know, they probably have. And, yeah, that'd be but an Sinner, interesting It's, like, too young. To, it's too early to tell. No, I don't think so. Sinner's, you don't think so? Nah, his strokes, man, they're really good. I, don't, I can't remember a time where they haven't played in the last year, at least. Probably not. At least not on But Sinner, you know, he's, a, he's got the mentality of, of a champion. I think that he's gonna get he's deep. got the game, he's got the forehand, he's got a great backhand. Yeah. And my favorite thing that he did with Kyrgios was when he was about to get that game penalty, Kyrgios was getting the game penalty and he had the balls loaded up. Yeah. Just ready to go. Yeah. You know? And so they he's game penalty, Kyrgios, and he just goes and hits the balls right over, you know? <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Just knew it was coming. And, and the, you know, the mentality you know, not rattled. Yeah. Nothing like that. He was just like, let's go. Ball's over. Next game. All right. That takes... Next point. That takes absolute discipline Yeah. to do. He's disciplined. Yeah, and he's 20 years old. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. And when you heard the roars from that grandstand during the Karina Booster match, I mean, every time he saved a match point and then the next point he'd hit one away. And then they'd save another match point. Dude, he'd go up there and just treat, and he would just look at the crowd, and he would just shake his racket and just be like, right now. And he got more and more comfortable <laughs> yeah. as the match went on. You know, he was doing pretty shallow. You were like, saying this, the roofs, yeah. You know, like yeah. shallow, just kind of with the elbows. It was and like then at the end, there. it was like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, he was embracing During that, that one point, I forget which point Like, was. he's so focused, I don't think he was thinking, like, you know, this is what I want to do. But at the end, he was like, okay, I got the crowd. He wasn't you know, sure. I'm winning this thing. I don't care what it takes. Yeah, it was you insane, know. man. It was insane. It was awesome to watch. I was Pretty insane. I was inspired. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of comebacks, dude, I mean, Alcaraz dropped the first, what was it, four games versus uh, our boy. Casper. Casper Rouge, yeah. It was like, oh, well, off the four. And uh and, and Rude, like Rude can play. 
He's, I mean, the guy. The guy's a gamer. He's a gamer. And you know he is, and, and he's got a great forehand. That forehand is big. Yeah, when great ground strokes. You know, the guy yeah. on either side, he's willing waiting. to come forward and, uh, and you know, but it's just he's playing off of Carlos Alcaraz. It's just what it is. And Alcaraz, so what I'm seeing is brilliant forehand of Federer, mm -hmm. you know, backhand and defensive ability of Djokovic, like yeah. Ron was saying. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he's got the determination. Yeah. And so yeah, it's all there. You know, and he's got a he's got a great coach, Juan Carlos Ferrero, yeah. who is a former number one who knows what it takes. Yeah. And is letting him have the freedom. Yeah. Uh, to do what he can do, you know, strategically. Right. And Did, they were saying like in the final, the commentators were saying something about Juan Carlos, and they're like, "Yeah, we talked to Juan Carlos, and we were asking him about what kind of what kind of tactics do you and Carlos discuss?" And he was like. You know, me and Carlos don't really talk tactics. You know, we more just talk situations. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. You just got a guy that you're not going to... You're like, well, he's better than everybody else. That's what he was really trying to say. He's like, yeah, well, we don't really... All, that's, all that needs to be overcome is just... He just needs to get over the hump of, I guess, himself. Yeah. We're just putting ourselves... We just put ourselves mentally in situations that we've been in already... And just take ourselves there mentally. And that's all he has to do. That's it. And but, so... you know, me and Ron <laughs> talk about it. These guys that are extremely good at anything, you know, but tennis is what we're talking about. It's not hard for them. Yeah. It's easier than you or me playing tennis, you know. And so I think when Carlos goes out there, he can focus on like, okay, I, I'm automatic with this stuff, you know. Yeah. All I have to do is just do it. I just got to fly. I'm better than... I think he genuinely believes he's better than anybody in the world right now, including the big three. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be very dangerous. And I think Djokovic, when he comes back, is gonna. it's going to be an interesting dynamic yeah. between those two. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped. Do you know the, do you know the latest back. word on, on the Joker there? What's the... Uh, Ron was saying that they weren't letting him into the U.S., which doesn't Why make sense to me. Let him into the US? Because, you know, I go on a plane today, you know, nobody's asking for a vax card or anything. Yeah, but you went domestic. But yeah, maybe I mean maybe it's different, you know. But I'm, you can get back in the US. I just did it a month ago or it came back from Mexico and it's just a negative COVID test. What do you think about, you know, his uh resolve for this stuff? Like, okay, I'm willing to uh you know, sacrifice potentially a bit of history. You know, I think he'll probably, probably. come back and win some Grand Slams. Yeah. But he's basically said, you know, I could, this could change history. You know, I'm not playing majors that I could win. Djokovic? Yeah, and he's yeah. at 20. Nadal's at 21. Federer's at 20. Yeah. You know, so it's... I don't know. The time crunch is on. If it were me, I would just go get the thing. And you know I have this... Uh, dramatically downsized situation of this exactly. Like I got a job opportunity that's been offered to me, and I'm gonna have to go get the shot. And I'm it's just too much benefit to not go get it. So I'm just gonna go get it. Oh, so you you haven't gotten the full shot? I got the first one, and then I didn't go get the second one because oh, I had right. a bad reaction. 
Yeah. So to the first one, but now I'm just. What was go your bad there. reaction though? It was just because you hear shit. It was awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't want to go into it, but it was just like yeah, a shitty experience, <laughs> like in every way. Like I was pretty messed good. up, man. Yeah, and that's not to say that it wasn't all the shots fault. I'm sure they're like I've got a freaking needle phobia too. Like we all know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, you like, it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even the needle itself. It's like once I feel like the injection going down my veins and stuff. Oh, really? I hate that, dude. Dude, yeah, I never felt that. I ended up I just, like basically, yeah, anyway, I, I had a shitty reaction and yeah. I was like, well, F that. I'm not going back for another one. <laughs> like, it's That's the bad part. And that's what I think they were all afraid of at first. But like. You know, now I'm just gonna do it anyway, and like maybe what I'll just lay down and like, you know, maybe uh, have a have a little <laughs> music in the earbuds while I'm doing it. But like, I'm still gonna go get it. It's not worth yeah, not getting this job over. And if I were Joker, I wouldn't think it was worth missing a major over. But uh, I know he like believes in that stuff a whole lot more than like yeah more, or doesn't believe in it rather. But, yeah, he's into like the muscle test, like you know, holding something in your hand and like, you know how like our buddy was doing. You know, oh yeah. Stronger or weaker? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure he thinks like all that. So. I yeah, mean, there's he's, he's into that, and uh, it's what it is. You gotta kind of respect his uh, discipline to stick to what he believes. Nah, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like. I, and, and especially if you're I just looking at it from a purely objective, like, okay, it's a little political, right? Because you don't want this guy who's a big name in sports out there advertising anti-shot stuff. But if you're really just worried about him catching and giving a disease to people... Well, we have tests for that disease, and he can afford a test, right? Just about everybody can afford a test. Yeah. And, oh, I, hey, Novak, if you want to do this, you got to get tested and test negative um, every 48 hours. Every 24 hours. I'm sure he'd be happy matter. to do that. But they don't, they don't think like that. And, it's, and also, he's out there practicing with his coaches. It's not like he's out there, like, smooching on people. It's not the way it goes. Just his girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not the way it goes. So it just pisses me off a little bit. But uh, at the same time, he doesn't want to play ball. And it's a, it, is a, it is a bit of a political ball game you got to play in some of these situations for whatever reason. I don't know why we're uh, expecting these professional athletes to be, like, these, uh, I don't know, a whole holy minded people that are yeah. just gonna be the end all be all like examples to the society. Yeah, I want. It's not I that want, way. I want. I, I, mean, I want sports separate. You know, because it's a haven yeah. away from politics. If you're going, don't if you're going to your local, your favorite athlete for, and I know their influences and stuff on like the kids and all that, but like, if you're a full grown adult and you're going to an athlete for advice on anything other than that sport that they're playing what you doing what you don't <laughs> how you don't want it <laughs> what you do? 
<laughs> I mean, that's just all of them. I'll, that's all I wanted to say on it. Yeah, it's, it's, but Novak should be able to play tennis, dude. He's, he's one of the greatest of all time, for sure. Yeah. Until Alcaraz smokes them all. But, you know, that's years down the line, so we'll see. Well, no, I, I mean, the, how do you think that matchup goes now? It's going to be interesting. I think it's about 50. What surface? Uh, so grass, I think uh, Djokovic takes him. You know, Djokovic won't be playing any grass anytime. I don't so. think so, but I think he would take Alcaraz. Cause Alcaraz probably just—he's too young to have the experience on the grass. Yeah. Clay, you know, and I don't know. I when's, seen, when's Roland Garros? Oh, it's coming up, man. End of May. It's kind End of, of May. Sports, yeah. Oh. Beginning of June, you know. Should I go? Let's both go. How hard is it to get into France right now? Do we know? We're gonna have the vax. We're good. Let's go. All right. Let's book it. <laughs> Press passes, tennis junkies. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's roll with it, brother. Rolling That'd be there. fun. Here we go, 2022. Oh, man. Accept all. Yeah, go for it. Carlos. Invited. No shit. Yeah, of course. I think they're just trying to... What would you ask Carlos right now? I would ask him... Um, I would ask him how he's, like, what age was he able to develop that mental strength that he's that he's currently possesses. I'm not saying it's not going to get better, so it's it's not like a you, you've arrived question. It's like currently this level, and I'm sure you'd say something like, "Well, I'm always developing that. Like it happens every day." Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you'd be so. I don't know what the guys like because, you know, with that those questions we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you know, he was so honest about them, you know, yeah. and he was so like, it could come across as arrogant, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, 100%. And so I wonder if, you, like, right now we can kind of catch him at a point where he'd be completely honest with the press, you know. Yeah, dude. Well, Carlos, I would love to bend his ear any time of the day. The guy seems like such a good, like, solid dude. And he's just literally dedicated 18 years of his life to this one task, being number one in the world, and he's doing it? That's badass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, well, I mean, the guy's just lived and breathed. Yeah, he's gangbusters right now. 16th of May to 5th of June. To... Two-ish weeks? Is that what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, let's uh, let's start looking at uh, Wait. some passes there. <laughs> yeah, let's That's go, roll, man. brother. Where is it, in Paris? It's not in Paris, mm -hmm. is it? It's in Paris. Wait, oh, Paris? That's badass, dude. I've never been to a clay tournament. Never been to many any tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to one tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But, um... That's dude. awesome, dude. I yeah. think he's going to kill it at the uh, French. I really do. Yeah. What do you think about, um, so another young player we talked about a little earlier, Rublev. Yeah. What do you think about that whole deal in Indian Wells with that dude sitting in his box? Oh, yeah. With the, or <laughs> with the orange hat? Yeah. You know, and, this, and Rublev, you know, okay. he, what was he, what was he, was he down? All right. So here is the story. Andre Rublev versus Taylor Fritz. It is the 
semifinals of Indian Wells. Don't know why I keep forgetting that, but there it is, Indian Wells. <laughs> they start playing, and it's like, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Rublev's missing a few shots left and right. You know, you're thinking he's like, yeah, it's like he's, he's just getting loosened up. It's like a little bit of nerves, maybe, you know, whatever. And he's and, playing Fritz, correct? He's playing Taylor Fritz. Okay. Yeah, with the custom hair cut. <laughs> inch know, back. An inch back for the bandana, and it's going to sit right nice with that bandana. Yeah. And, they, and they bring that bandana to the barbers. Shit fits and they right say, in there. Put, yeah, they put it on before they start cutting, cutting the hair and the, the, the custom hair job, uh, hair cutter, barber. Yeah, they go. Okay, we got you. Bro, I love how you're saying custom haircut. Like, <laughs> like every job's not custom. Like, bro, they're just sticking something on your head. <laughs> but continue. So, Taylor Fritz, custom yeah. cut. Rublev has a guy sitting in his box. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Taylor, Taylor and Rublev, and it's like a day match, and there's not that many people there, which I'm surprised because it's a great match. And I'm watching it. Rublev's not looking at himself, and he's like looking at his box, and then like on one of the changeovers, I think it was like one of the first changeovers, he's like, all right, there's a guy, like something, something guy, something guy, and then he's like, you know, wh- who is that guy? Who is that guy? You <laughs> keep hearing him say that. Who is this guy? In that like guy? classic Rublev. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. He's like, I don't know who that is. Who is that? And he's still like out with his racket. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's just like kind of motioning over towards his coach, is his box, as they say. And, uh, and Rublev's coaches are over there. And then, like, there's this guy sitting with him, and he looks like a coach, right? Because he's like right there. <laughs> and he's like. And he's got the gear, man. He's got the orange hat. No, dude, that's not the gear. He's got some bright ass, like, <laughs> Ricky Fowler orange hat with, like, uh, uh, Charlie Brown squiggly so line through it. Looks like that's what it is, dude. It's you know how Charlie Brown's got the yellow shirt with the squiggly line. Yeah, the yeah. This is like an orange hat <laughs> with the black Charlie Brown squiggly line through it. Oh man, dude, the guy's sitting there and he's going, and and it it, it comes out later that this is not a part of Rublev's team and he doesn't and he doesn't even he's just like a, a patron. He's just like there. <laughs> he's, he's sitting just... right next to Rublev's coaches, and like, sure enough, he's just sitting there. And Rublev's like, every time he looks to his coaches, he just sees his bright ass orange hat. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> not that you're allowed to get coaching or anything, but it's like, uh, you know, he he was just looking. It was almost like the curious thing. He was just looking for something to get pissed off about, and that was it. And I, honestly, I'm in his corner because that's kind of weird that like some jackass any jackass with money can just sit next to your your guys and like it comes out and he was like i'm not i'm not fucking moving yeah. the guy was like dude i'm not leaving his coaches are basically like getting on board and they're like hey man will you mind would you mind just moving down like a seat or two you know just like right. move and there's a hundred empty seats in this place and like it's a day match and there's just not that many people there and he's like i'm not moving <laughs> And this guy's like, like, I paid my dues. He just looked like the most typical California fuck that you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I do and, know what uh, you mean, but... 
And yeah. that's what I'm saying, dude. And this guy <laughs> was just like, it was like the old guy with the flat bill, like trying to be Ricky Fowler. And it was just like, yeah, okay, this guy's just not going to play by ball. himself. And at this point, the spotlight's kind of on him. Like one of the players is drawing his attention to him. And it just looked like the perfect storm for this guy. He was just like, yeah, I'm not moving. <laughs> Which like, is honestly, I kind of respect it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he did pay his dues. <laughs> yeah. And basically, the chair umpire, Rublev comes back on the next changeover, and the chair umpire is like, yeah, uh, we can't move him. Like, that's his seat. He bought it. And it just happens to be right next to your coaches. And I'm like, this is Indian Wells. This isn't like Atlanta Open. I mean, this you is should, Indian Wells. You should be able to have a coaching box. I mean, how are these guys mixed in with the crowd? That's what I want to know. But anyway, orange hat guy doesn't move. And you just see Rublev start to like kind of lose it. Not because of the orange hat guy. It was for Rublev's tennis. But uh, at one point in the match, they pan over to his coaches. And Rublev had just like gotten broken or like hit away a ball for the game or something and uh the guy the coaches just look so disgusted of course and like they're they're bummed <laughs> you just see the orange hat guy like smirking and like clapping <laughs> That's it was like man. such a stupid hilarious like moment and like i felt for rublev because it's like this guy's just trying to be dialed in right he doesn't need some jackass sitting next to his car. and now this guy's probably you know if Rube was anything like myself which he probably isn't but that's all I can think about the rest of the match is like some dumbass yeah and um well tennis is weird too because yeah. it's the only sport where like you can't get any coaching like at any point like change over I think weird yeah nothing yeah. I always thought that was weird and you know the WTA you can mm-hmm. on the changeovers you can get coaching mm. Uh, so, you know, who knows, ATP, you know, if you're going to do that, but it would make a big difference, dude. Yeah, it really sure would. I mean, you're not all alone. Well, unless you're Steph Sitsipas, then you can a little bit, right? Yeah, because you're on the, (laughs) this guy, like, he take a toilet break, you know, hey, y'all, shut, shut your fuck up. (laughs) What did he say? That was Medvedev. That was Medvedev. Yeah, he said, man, you better shut your fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> like and that's this, awesome when the Europeans come. We we love uh, this is a Max Max and I's favorite thing is when Europeans with their broken English cuss and they do it a little bit wrong. It's like that scene in the is it the Benchwarmers? Not completely they're, wrong. They're like son of a, and then he's like son of a fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a it little bit. It like turns your that. brain for a little bit of. Yeah, moment. yeah. I know we've got a good one from Fognini where he was something about like. Yeah, oh, I gotta see that one. Man, you better yeah, but man, you better shut your fuck up. That was awesome. <laughs> and it was uh, it was like Tsitsipas and Medvedev way back, like on the side court. And he's like, yeah, this kid, he's small kid, he does not know how to fight. Yeah. And I'm right. sitting there like, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, Medvedev, you're not exactly seen, a prize fighter. We've seen Tsitsipas. The dude's a freaking wide load. He's a wide body. Yeah. You know. And, and that's what they call airlines that fly like you know international. They it's like two. He's miles. a cargo ship. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's got a big wide stance. The guy's a UPS plane. Yeah, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Yeah, the guy's—he's wide. He's got but a wide. Let's just say what it is. It's wide. He's a wide. He's a wide fella. Yeah. Not even particularly big, but wide, and that's something yeah. you got to look out for. And he sweats like, dude. Yeah. When we saw him in person, the guy went through what five shirts? I mean, it's per it's, set. It's, yeah, it's it's pass and it's Cincinnati, Ohio. That was and it, it was night, think, but it though, was dude. nighttime. 
Federer, it just makes you think like Federer. You know, he's not going to sweat like that. Well, yeah, people differ, man. But since it passed, yeah. I'll say this between points. Science is everywhere. Science is everywhere, dude. <laughs> Science are, uh, is everywhere. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast, by the way. Yeah. So that's we, good. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, since it passed between points, dude, I noticed he's just like a... He's like when you twist up a rubber band 50 times. Yeah, over. and he, he reminds me of a horse, too. Yeah. And I don't know why. He's just ready to He's ready to go. He's a horse. And he's quick twitch, and it's all quick twitch, like quick twitch, muscle fiber. And he's just like, he's sitting there between points, just kind of like psyching himself up, like, let's go, let's go. And then he kind of gets into his rhythm when the guy's about to serve. This is like a return game. He's getting into the room where the guy's about to surf and he's just like squeaking his sneakers and it's just like oh my gosh so like it doesn't surprise me that the guy switched through five fucking shirts of a set that that is and it is cincinnati in the summertime like late summer like hot hot like if you ever get married in cincinnati in cincinnati during this like late summer please don't do that also and don't do wear inside. all white dude don't don't have your girl wear all white you what know? do you mean don't have your girl wear all white at a wedding the bride? Dude. <laughs> I guess the bride can. Just make sure you got something. Just make sure you got something underneath. That's what I'm saying. You know. I don't think that's ever been an issue. Maybe not. Yeah. Continue. Get married inside. Don't do one of these outdoor weddings in the summer. It hurts everyone. It hurts us mentally. And us Pollocks, we like to sweat. And we sweat like a whore in church, baby. And that's how we do it. Yeah. Hot damn. We sweat like sits pass. On the back row. We're not like Federer, sweatless, dude. I'm back there in my sport coat, soaking right damn through it. And I'm just waiting for the, waiting for the reception. Trying to get through it. Exactly. But anyway, dude. Oh, yeah. Orange hat guy. Back to, like, retrace back to 20 fucking minutes. Dude, that was a while ago. I, I'm coming to full <laughs> circle because it doesn't end there, dude. The guy's clapping, doing that okay, smirk. Okay, doing the smirk. As soon as Rublev misses, and, and Rublev ends up losing the match, and the guy is literally clapping against him next to his coaches. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, so, that is messy. It up. is funny, but it's also California bullshit. Guy. Because yeah. that guy paid a couple hundred bucks, and then those guys were there, and that's their career. The coaches yeah. and the player. And so it pisses me right off. But it is what <laughs> it is. That, those are the rules. Like, Indian Wells, get your... Get your and, shit together and get the coaches their own boxes. And this, God, is, this is another thing. So it's a semifinal match. Yeah. So Larry Ellison, uh, owner of Oracle, right? Mm -hmm. He he runs the Indian Wells. I'm pretty sure he owns the whole facility. Right? Of course he does. Yeah. You know. So the things that we're seeing there, you know, it happened in Miami too. So maybe it's not just him. Yeah. The Ukraine stuff. So all the Russian players. Didn't have their flag, right? So we talked right. about that last time. Well, that was nuts. Everybody's doing that, not just that's it, that's everybody. Insane. Yeah. But so as if it's there. It makes me think ball. about like how these tournaments are set up. Like, is yeah. it just privately owned? You know, like all these tournaments. Yeah. Like who's running this stuff? It's you just know? It's, yeah. And and they get sanctioned with the ATP and all this stuff. I'll tell you. you know, it's just, I'm gonna Google that. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. And we're and we're uh, investigative journalists now, everyone. And this is an investigative journalist podcast, and that's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the time. <laughs> where where is where does the money come from? And where is the power? Because I'm who's who's running this thing? Yeah, dude. I mean, us 
Is it's Joe? Be, yeah. It's gonna be me, Max, and Toby, and we're gonna figure out. <laughs> we're figuring this. Shit and out. Toby's gonna go get firm handshakes like he always does, and chase down the tennis balls, and we're gonna chase down the the power. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna play it. dumb. He's gonna play good cop. Toby's finish, playing good cop. Let me finish orange right, orange hat fella. Ricky Fowler, uh, wannabe, California douche. Yeah. California douche. Here he goes. So, dude, he's douche. He's. I'm watching the final, right? It's Fritz versus uh, Nadal. This don't tell me this guy's back. He's back, and he's, <laughs> he's now sitting next. Oh to, no way! They panned Taylor Fritz's camp. No way. It's coach, coach, maybe trainer, girlfriend. Holy shit! Charlie Brown, Ricky Fowler, hat guy. Right there, <laughs> right there, sitting next to his broad, man. Dude, is he a plant? I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. dude. But it's the final, so it's packed out now, right? It's not like the last match I saw him. This guy's but right next to him. The guy is straight. Who up. is this guy? Let's figure out his name. <laughs> we gotta find this guy. <laughs> anyway, dude, he's in Fritz's corner now. And if I were Fritz, I'd be like, hey, you probably, you know, got under my opponent's skin the last match, but maybe sit one seat down from my girl? I'm yeah. the championship player soon. And, and let, let's just call it a fox. <laughs> you know? Fox. Yeah, dude, what would you expect? It's T. Fritz. He's got the yeah. custom haircut. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the freaking flow. champion, Masters 1000 champion now, number one American in the world. Yeah, yeah, dude, deserves it. And she dude, had. Uh, what are you saying? He was married. Uh, yeah, I think he was. Was or is? Uh, I think he's got. I think that's his girlfriend now. Okay. So, dude, the guy. I think he got divorced. You know. Maybe. And, and Maybe you know, he just demoted her, man. Hey, yeah, know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> dude, the guy can do whatever he wants. He wanted Nita Wells. I don't know, but maybe. Well, she had the um, she had the shades on, you know, and they were kind of like those Joe Burrow. Like see-through shades. Is there any tennis player that doesn't have a spectacularly beautiful girlfriend? I don't think um, so. Um, no. Yeah, doesn't yeah. exist. Unless you're Alcaraz and you realize that that's a trap to be had. And uh, dude, hey, you see these girls trying to, to get his autograph like afterwards? Yeah, he just signs like the little kids, right? I've seen some crazies. Like he's got some celebrities coming up to him. Like yeah, dude. The he's guy, hilarious. the guy's gonna have something to deal with. He's hot. He's hot right now. He's hot. Dude, I like Alcaraz, man. He's humble, and uh, if there's anybody he's that focused. can deal with it, I think it's Alcaraz. I don't, I don't know what. I think, I think he's got the mentality. I think Sinner's got the mentality. They're gonna be fine with fame. They're gonna be, they, they're focused on the goal. And dude, I mean, this Sinner is going to be. I mean, Alcaraz, we know, is going to be a star because he's going to be number one very, very soon. But I think so. I think in the next two years. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think he's going to be top five, like, three months. He'll finish the year top five. We're April 7th right now. I think by the summer, like, after Roland Garros, like, maybe after Wimbledon, top five. Yeah. Man, that's going to be crazy to see him at Wimbledon. He's never done I'm either, seen right? Yeah. 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 He's a he's newcomer. I'll tell you what though, he's Braden. He's a Braden newcomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, a good one. But uh, Sinner is going to be huge, huge in the European world because uh, 
dude, when you when you when you look at the way he plays, and you listen to the roars of that grandstand in Miami when he saved all five of those match points. Yeah. I mean, dude, you gotta go back and watch the match in in real time. It is incredible. I mean, you're listening to you're listening to like this crowd, and they're just going. He he goes up there with no fear. Trees of forehand. Boom. Saves match point. <gasps> and it just intensified with everyone he got. They got behind him. They made it happen. And uh, and Sinner made it happen. And they were just like, we love you. Like, they, he had him eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah. You want to? Alright, so you want to make uh, some predictions here? Yeah. Yeah. For, for what? Just like till uh, midsummer, like after Wimbledon. Oh yeah. Or like maybe late summer. Yeah. Um, center. Uh, what do you think about him, right? Well, we gotta see how he does on clay. I know he's done like, and that's the season that's coming up. You right? think he's a top ten guy, like consistently right now? No. 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 I think. Um, Twenty years old. I think he reminds me of Shapovalov. You know him? Oh yeah. Shapovalov. Yeah, First, Shapovalov. Yeah, dude, Shapovalov. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like the way... We're figuring out the pronunciation, but... Yeah, you know, you know who I'm talking about. He's a Canadian, about. Everybody knows he's a Canadian fellow. Looks a lot like our buddy Frank Rogers from high school. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even remind you. Kind of has that vibe, too. Like he's got the blonde hair. Fiery. Yeah. Yeah. Too, like, you know, he's he's just going along his way, and then... Fiery. All of a, all of a sudden, he's going to argue with the there's some kind of problem, unforeseen yeah. circumstance. Especially when things are going wrong. Yeah. Frank, yeah. same way. Yeah, yeah. That's why he reminds me. Isn't he kind of the uh, pro version of Frank? Yeah, and I bet he's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're welcome <laughs> on the podcast in, anytime. And, uh, yeah, Dennis, aka that'd Frank. Be fun. Frank the Tank. Dude, uh, Dennis, he's got that one-handed backhand, and he's a lefty. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's incredible. He's a bit of a diamond in the rough, no? It's like a... He's a cool... But somehow, like, I remember there was a U.S. Open. I believe it was, like, 2017, maybe 2018. Where he smacked the ump. No, I didn't see that. Oh, never mind. What happened there? Forget I I said anything. Okay. Damn, dude. He didn't smack him. He hit a ball on and the ball hit him. Okay. You know. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but he, uh, I mean, he made a run. He beat, like, Sangha and, like, you know, nothing crazy. But he had a good run, and like, yeah. At that point, he was like twenty, nineteen, twenty, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, he almost like had the doll this time in the AO Australian. Well, did he make the semis? I think it was the quarters. Okay. And uh, yeah, because I think I think Nadal Center had Berrettini in the semis, and he took Berrettini out. I think Center's but, uh, got more between the ears, you know. Yeah. And so I think that. I think Sinner is going to be a top ten guy by the end of the summer. I hope he comes. I hope he comes to all the American attorneys. Like down. It'll be tough. Like you're talking about, like maybe Atlanta or something. Cincy. I hope. I think he'll come to that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't come last year though. I don't know why. That's a good question. He played a lot of European shit last year. I think that was like. I mean, he's only nineteen. It's like crazy. Stay out close to home. Yeah. Maybe. I think he played there were a couple tournaments like not long ago where he was playing just Europe. Uh and not he wasn't playing any in stateside. 
Like there was a smaller tournament in Europe and he played that instead. I don't remember what it was. But I mean, the guy made it to the quarters of... Sinner made it to the quarters of Australia and lost to Sitsipas. That's, Sitsipas. That's really good. Played the match, a lot of people say, of his life. And he didn't even, I think he beat him in straight sets. It was just like an ass whooping. But it wasn't really Sinner's fault. It was Sitsipas' fault for playing so damn good. I mean, it was just like... <laughs> dude, ass. it's not his fault, dude. The guy was trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he played out of his mind. You know, he, yeah. He had a really high, high level performance. And that's not me saying that. And the guy's a wide load excavator. Yeah, dude, yeah. the guy's a John Deere. What are you going to do? He's a John Deere. When he steps up and hits that mid-court forehand, and his his legs are about seven yards apart. Yeah, he's got a fucking trunk. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's a trunk. The guy is wide, and he's like a John Deere sprayer, you know, that kind of straddles the crops, you know? Because yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. The big tires, he's, sits past, he's got some... Big tires, and he's wide across the hips, and that's yeah. all I'm gonna say about that. And the guy is he's a wide, and Felix is not dissimilar. Felix uh, OJ Aliassime, I think I got it right. And dude, these guys. And so the first time I saw that name, did he, I say? He skinny, right? So Medvedev, he yeah. thought he thought he thinks he's skinny. Yeah. Dude, I bet the guy weighs close to two hundred because he's so yeah. he's so freaking wide, you know? Yeah. He depends. Probably, depends. Dude, I think he's probably. I, I bet he's about a buck eighty-five. Buck eighty five. That's solid estimate. I think that's yeah. But dude, the guys don't it's all look quick. It. It's all quick twitch, dude. We like Felix, that. the guy's like six four. Now, when why? you saw Felix why? in Cincinnati, and you saw his he last played night. With, he was warming up with the Indian kid. Yep, yep. Remember that guy? Very talented. And Very you wore talented. your weekend chain for that tournament, right? Of course. Yeah. Well, it's not a weekend chain if you always wear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fucking chain. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just what it is. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you about Felix, dude. When I saw him, Ron told me, this is a guy from Canada. He's very young. Uh, not Ron, but Felix. Yeah. He's he, Ron's from Long Island. He Ron, Ron. He's our buddy's Our dad. friend Ron is from Long Island, and he raised his family in Tennessee and Georgia, which is where we met him. Georgia. Now, Felix, when I saw his last name, did I say, oh, it's Augur Alcimi? Alcimi? Yeah. Just and, call him uh, FAA. That's what I ended up, but I don't like FAA because that stands for Federal Aeronautics Association. Administration. You should know that. Yeah, I should know I must draw my beard. But um, it's all good, dude. Yeah. Party files are allowed here. Toby will clean it up. But dude, uh, and then I heard one of the announcers say OJ Aliassime, and I go, oh, of course it's Canada. It's their French Canadian. Yeah. Shit. That and that's how it goes, dude. Not. Yeah. Do do they pronounce words funny sometimes to me? Yeah. Does it make me mad? Yeah. Do I get frustrated? Absolutely. <laughs> are we gonna be okay? Yes. And that's all we got to understand about that. But Ron said, all good, bro. this is a guy that just checks all the boxes. You know, he's got the two-handed backhand. He's got a big serve. He's got a big forehand. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, what is he, top 10? Top 15? Mm, I don't think so. 
I mean, we had to look. He won a tournament not long ago. The guy's, the guy's good. He beat Sitsa Pass for the final. I think he and, made... Uh, you're at Rotterdam? Somewhere out in, like, uh, Finland. He went deep shit. in Cincy. He went, I think he went deep in the U.S. Open, too. He did? Yeah. So, I mean, the guy, he's really good. He checks all the boxes. He was, a, he was really promising, you know? He was, like, the next-gen guy. Alcaraz, he's on a whole different level than all these guys. Yeah, yeah I but, think... Don't Felix is gonna have a really successful career, uh, and then he's gonna run smack into like guys like Carlos Alcaraz, a, a guy like Carlos Alcaraz. You're talking about Felix just, is gonna have a successful career. You think he's Grand Slam potential? Is that maybe once the big three graduate out? I think he may be in contention. But yeah. dude, Carlos might just run the gamut. With all this stuff, because yeah. dude, he's gonna he's eighteen, right? Yeah, I don't. Federer's forty, think... Nadal's thirty five. Yeah, what? what Djokovic's thirty four, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nadal's almost thirty six. Djokovic is almost thirty five. Yeah. So, you know, what is Djokovic gonna play five years? That puts that puts Carlos at twenty four. That's or no, crazy. No, 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 not not even that. Twenty. Yeah, twenty. He's almost nineteen. Call it twenty four. Right. So That's crazy. <laughs> so the guy's got ten years to rack up as many grand he's, slams. He's as he just can. gonna win. He's gonna win like unless we have somebody come in that's just as good, which yeah. is likely. I think that's likely. You're just seeing the level of talent just keep getting progressed. I think I think he's and gonna create some monsters. Carlos like, is gonna create some monsters. Ron really, and I I dig that dude, but. Ron really broke it down like he he this is something he said the other day is like if you were to make the perfect weapon in combat now let's make it tennis you would you would make Carlos Alcaraz he really is the perfect weapon yeah he's and that's like that's gonna stick with me because it's like it is the guy that is like humble he is solid between the ears even at this young age he is built he is jack he is fast and he checks all the boxes but let's talk about what he's copied i think he's taken elements of fetter the attacking tennis right the forehands everything like yeah, that yeah we talked about all that stuff yeah the back all those boxes are are alcaraz that's amazing and then you've got he's young he's fast He's got great timing, right? He's got no fear. No fear. And he's got confidence. I mean, he is the perfect weapon. And we're going we're gonna to see it time and time again. I'm very high on the guy. And uh, a lot of smarter people and smarter minds than, uh, than me are as well. Totally. But, yeah, dude. So, Sander, you think he's going to be top 10 by the end of the year? I didn't say that. I, I don't know. I don't know how, because we got clay court season coming up, and he is a little streaky. Um, but I just think he's going to be a huge star, no matter what he does this year. Okay. What and about Alcaraz? Alcaraz will be top 10 within the next couple of tournaments. Yeah, he's there. Hey, Monte Carlo's coming up. Want to go? I got to see. I got to see about this training. I gotta finish training. I got you. I finish on the fifteenth, and whatever. I, I think I'm gonna have like a I, dude. I think I told you this, but I'm gonna have like a month off. Okay. Paid. 
Cool. Where are you going to be? Wherever the tennis is. Let's go to tennis. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good talking to you. Listen, this episode's going to be, uh, what is it? Science is everywhere. You know, and it is. I think that's a good, I think that's a good, uh, yeah. Science and Carlos Alvarez are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Science is everywhere. It's funnier. <laughs> Carlos is a shapeshifter. Yeah, dude. He's a lizard. He's, He's a lizard. We don't know. We don't know what the guy's doing. The guy's everywhere. He's everywhere. And uh, and Toby's got a firm handshake, and he's going to do big things in this life. Yep. Even as a golden retriever. And he's very strong and built. Yeah. And he's mature, too. He's four years old. That's. And if you get on him just right, you can, you know, and you got to sneak up on him. <laughs> but you can, if you get on him just right, you can ride him. You know, just little ways. and. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, signing off with the second Tennis Junkie podcast, Max and Will. It's episode two in the books, and uh, we will talk to you all later. Over now.